Hey, this is Daniel from Markers on the Map. On this week's episode, there's a ton of new game announcements to cover, as well as our first look at the Xbox Series S and the prices of next-gen. After that, we'll take you back in time to look at Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, and Moon, the Remix RPG Adventure. All this and more is coming right your way. You can follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map. And thanks for listening. about it in just a second all right i just want to remind our listeners Uh that what they're hearing right now is of course markers on the map the gaming adventure where we're talking about old games and new games and whatever games we feel like talking about honestly and news Uh too we've got news and i am daniel and as usual i'm here with none other than robert how have you Mm -hmm. been I've been doing pretty good. How was your day today? Uh, it's pretty good. It's been a it's been a stressful week, but we're here. We've got news to talk about. But first, I mentioned an idea. Uh huh. So I've been looking at you know the current trends and and what's popular and everything. And I think the way that we put markers on the map on the uh, map, as it were, would be to do a fast food promotion. Okay, so here, here's what we're going to do. I think we should call our fast food meal the quadruple A meal in okay. honor of in honor of quadruple A games, the open universe being a thing now. All right. So each of the A's is for an item that comes in our meal. One of those okay. items is, of course, the main mission burger. All right. Is that a uh, main mission with cheese? We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> now, what goes good with a main mission burger? Uh, something to uh, level us up to it? Yeah. Some side quest fries. <laughs> then you got a stat boost drink. And you know what? Since it's a markers on the map thing, what, mm-hmm. what would an open world meal be without some collectibles? So we've got right. five collectible toys in loot boxes. Tell me what the toys are. Uh, I'm probably going to guess we got some Bubsy up in there. We do have Bubsy. And I'm also guessing there's a certain uh, green lizard up in there. We've got Gex. <laughs> I'm also guessing that we might have a uh, certain uh, glove maybe in the mix. Glover is ready to go. And I, I don't know. What else, could we, what else would it be in there? Oh, you know, someone who bucks to the base. Oh, does it buzz around? Oh, he buzzes. <laughs> and it's Buck Bumble himself. Now, we've got to hit an epic toy. An epic drop from one of our loot Ooh. boxes. Rocky Rodent himself. Oh, the homie Rocky Rodent? Yep. And now this meal comes... This this is just the standard meal. We've got four... Okay. We've got four editions. We've got That was standard. just the standard? Yeah, yeah. Tons of stuff in the standard. But you've got Deluxe. 
comes with Ooh. another beef patty on the hamburger. Um, it comes with the patent seasoning pass, which gets you access to all season-based DLC for the meal. We've got a gold edition that comes with a bag cosmetic. We'll call it the steel bag. <laughs> Okay. And we, of course, have a collector's edition, which comes with a gold um, Bubsy figure and all previous bonuses from each level of the meal <laughs> and three days of early access for pre-ordering. So okay. I think we're on to something with this meal here. <laughs> okay. I still want to know if it comes with cheese, though. We established that it has the patty. Where does the cheese come in? The cheese is part of the seasoning pass. It's okay. The f- so it's you- the first DLC for the meal. So you need the deluxe the deluxe onwards in order to get the cheese. Well, if you buy the deluxe, it's a better value because if you if you buy the standard with the seasoning pass, you end up paying about ten dollars more. <laughs> what platforms will these be releasing on? Um, this will be releasing on McBurger. Um, it'll be re- releasing on uh, Burger Queen, and it will be releasing on mm, Zendies. <laughs> All right. Three three places you can get your hands on our markers on the map quadruple A meal. All right. <sighs> so with that being said, we've got news this week, don't we? Uh, we got some pretty major news. All right. Let's start off with probably the biggest news of the bunch. The Xbox Series S um, was leaked, basically, as was Early the price. announced yeah. at this point. Yeah, it was announced after it got leaked. It's a yep. small digital Xbox Series X that can run at 1440p and do uh, 120 frames per second. It's three, er, not three ninety nine, two ninety nine. It's 299 US dollars. That's a shocker. That t- threw me off. Yeah, it seems like they're really going for the for the for the kill on that one. And I I say this because the Series S three hundred, right? Mm-hmm. The Series X is five hundred. That's a pretty big like price gap between those consoles. Yeah, the Series X was revealed to be uh, five hundred dollars uh, this week, right afterwards. Yeah, it was like a, a bit later, I believe, after the S. They just also leaked the x prices and then sony not sony excuse me microsoft just was like yeah all right here are the official announcement to the prices of our consoles yeah and now the series s gives up a lot to shave 200 dollars off the price including true 4k a disc drive um there's a few other technical things i'm sure it has to cut but this this puts them in a good position to compete with the PS5 digital edition, which I'm still guessing is going to be 400 because it's literally a PS5 with no disk drive. Yeah, because it, PS5 digital doesn't cut back on anything. It literally just doesn't have the disk drive. Yeah. Um, I think Series S is going to put Microsoft in not not a competitive spot so much as a good spot for the people that enjoy playing the Xbox games because Game Pass has taken off lately that subscription-based yeah. thing where, all, like, all of the new Xbox games come to Game Pass. Like, I know Gears, if I'm correct, yeah. came to Game Pass. Um, Halo? Smaller thing. I yeah, Halo. Yeah. Uh, might be. Um, Carrion, smaller titles like Carrion came to Game Pass. So if you if it's on Xbox, there's a good chance it's going to be on Game Pass and you're going to be able to play it 
with just that small subscription service fee, I, I really don't know how they get away with not charging tons of money for this. Uh, I mean, they also have a bundle that comes with the Game Pass and the Xbox Live subscription. Do we and know how much the, the do we know how much the bundle costs? I had a friend. I think he said fifteen a month. Oh, so they're doing the the payment plan? Oh, you mean fifteen a month for Game Pass? And for online though, you get the Game Pass and gold. Oh, okay, that's fine. Um, but honestly, what what concerns me the most about Xbox is that we're not seeing the output of games that we're yeah. seeing with things like the PS5 and the Switch, honestly. Mm-hmm. Nothing from the Xbox conference a couple of weeks back really grabbed my attention. I think with the Series S, they're trying to get that casual market that don't care about yeah. exclusives and also don't care about physical because they're already buying digital. It's just, it's there. It's easy. You just download it and it's there. Yeah, it seems like I Xbox is kind of doing the PC thing where physical isn't really something that people are all that into and even limited run games doesn't or hasn't yet done any xbox games as far as i know they might do a shantae for like xbox one or something but that might be it and i'm not all too sure on that either but i mean the ball is in sony's court now honestly yeah are we gonna get the price next week are we gonna get the price tomorrow it's probably tonight whenever probably was yesterday we just we don't even know yeah but uh, I'm I'm saying I'm I'm gonna stick with five hundred and four for the digital edition PS5. Sony doesn't want to do an Xbox One when it launched when it was a hundred more than the PS4. Yeah, that did make a lot of people switch to the four. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to make another PS3 move where their console was six hundred dollars yeah. back in like two thousand and six. So and that did not that would not so be well. a great move. No. So there's that. Let's talk about what just happened. The UB Forward event from Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. Um, this was an update on some games we knew about and a reveal of some games we might have known about. <laughs> based this on one had a lot of old leaks. friends coming back. Yeah. Um, I believe it started with Immortals Phoenix Rising. Uh-huh. This is that Nintendo Switch game that's kind of looking like breath of the wild i they revealed it as gods and monsters at e3 last year i want to say and you know i was you know skimming through the trailer i really like the art style of this game the vibrant Mm -hmm. grass the lush backgrounds the the varied like uh locations and mountains and everything but i'm not too big on the character design and also i can't help but look at this and compare it to another game breath of the wild so I'm going to keep my eye out on this one, but I'm not super interested. What about you? I mean, with the characters, I know you said that, but uh, you can customize it pretty well. You can change oh, yeah. a lot it, about it, your characters. If you can customize things, that, that adds a lot to, to a game for Every, me. You can customize everything about your character, which is really nice. Um, I mean, yeah, it is sort of like Breath of the Wild, but it's like saying every sandbox free roaming game is looks like GTA. Yeah, I get. I get. It said like maybe art style. It looks like it. You know, very yeah, non realistic, cartoonish. But I feel like maybe gameplay will be still different. I don't think it will be a one for one copy of Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna keep my eyes out for it. 
Um, it looks interesting. So we've got something you're you're pretty pretty excited about <laughs> next. I called this. I called this the first day I heard of it. I said that has to be it. There's no way they're going to do anything else but that. Yeah. So what is it? What do we got here? We have a, a full remake of Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time from the PS2. Um, this was uh, a game that the original creator even worked on as well back in like 2004 maybe 2003 when this game first released and this is a full remake it is not at all like oh just make the graphics a little more clarity wise or you know we'll make the graphics better but say, no it's all new audio all new graphics all new like just it's a game from the ground up remake yeah i watched the trailer and i've never played sands of time but I can go for one of those classic feeling PS2 feeling like action adventure games because we really don't get anything like that anymore. I mean, it's people like us that are in our 20s, some of us even hitting our 30s, that are craving those old PS2 games. And they're they're starting to remake them because not early they made SpongeBob, Battle yeah. for Bikini Bottom. And they've done Tony and Hawk recently too. Tony Hawk, and they also have done Destroy Humans, yep. which I'm like right at the end of that. Mm-hmm. And this is probably my out of all those. This is probably the one that I look forward to the most. I grew up on this game, even back to like the Super Nintendo Prince of Persia game. Uh, I saw the movie when it came out. Actually, the movie based on this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. Maybe if I see it now, it might be have a different opinion, but I was a kid and I loved it. Um, this, if you played, if you like the Uncharted series, you'll like this series. Okay, well, see, I had a friend who also said something about me playing Uncharted and, and recommending Prince of Persia. So now that it's finally coming to, you know, PS4, um, I think it's probably about time I, I gave this one a shot. Wouldn't it's you say? the it's the best out of the quadrilogy of the Sand series. It's the best one. All right. And uh, later on in the episode, we're gonna we're gonna actually talk about the original. So, yeah. But before that, we got a few more news stories to take care of, including finishing this Ubisoft event. So, Rainbow Six Siege surprise dropped its new season today, didn't it? Yes. Uh, out of nowhere, usually they drop it on a, on a Tuesday. Usually they announce it like a week ahead, but today, starting now, when you log on to whatever platform you play Rainbow Six on, you'll play the new season of Shadow Legacy. Yep, it's Ubisoft's version of the Shadow Drop. (laughs) Yeah, but, uh, and there's a lot of news to this, but, you know, look, if you're like, play Rainbow, you're going to get the new character. If with the season pass, if you don't, you have to wait a week in order to buy the new character, Sam Fisher. Okay, I was like, is this the Sam Fisher one? Yeah, this is the one with Sam Fisher. Uh, but bigger news, and this relates to next-gen consoles, um, all Rainbow Six players from our current generation moving on to the next family console, uh, X-Series X and the PS5, will get a free upgrade from the previous Xbox One and PS4 versions to the next-gen consoles and will run, I believe, at 4K at 120 frames per second. 120 frames is something I am just so ready for oh yeah not necessarily with siege but i'm i'm ready to have some games in 120 fps but it runs i believe it's 4k and 120 i don't think it's separate i think you can you can get both you I don't feel have like, to choose one or the other i feel like that's going to be possible with a lot of the current gen games because there's not as much to them like as yeah. far as probably the geometry and textures go but 
having something next-gen do both things at once is probably going to be difficult. Yeah, and another thing about Rainbow, for at least what I've heard from old news, that they're not going to separate the PS5 and like PS4 market. Oh, that's good. You don't want to do that. They're going to, yeah, they they said no. They're, you can play, if you still have the PS4 and your friend just happens to have the 5, you can still play with them. There's, they won't separate the whole like community on that. Yeah. All right. Quick few announcements from Ubisoft. Aiden Pierce of Watch Dogs is coming to Watch Dogs Legion as a character to play as. And he it, it features his iconic hat. You remember the iconic hat that you got when you yeah. pre-ordered the game? I wonder if that iconic trench coat that they sold when the first one came out is still a thing. I didn't know they sold an iconic trench coat. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, his like trench coat. Yeah, like when the first one came out, they were selling it in like fashion stores. Like his actual coat went for like $300. I only knew about the hat. Oh, I didn't know the hat was a thing either. I knew the trench coat was a thing. Oh. Anyway, I like Watch Dogs 1, but I don't think I like Watch Dogs Legion, how it looks. It looks a little uh-huh. like, I don't know, something between the I first mean, and second Watch Dogs didn't work out for me. It. I mean, it's pretty crazy on what they're doing. You can play anybody. Yeah. Any NPC that is available to play, you can recruit them, and they're now a character that you can play as and roam them out as and upgrade as. The The gameplay itself just seems like the evolution of Watch Dogs 2, though, and I wasn't uh-huh. super into that as much as Watch Dogs 1 because Watch Dogs 2 has such an emphasis on stealth hacking and sneaking and doing all that stuff, whereas the first one kind of had that. But you could still mm-hmm. play it like a like a third person shooter. I I could see yeah. I just I, I know I I think it's better for them to kind of establish their differences because yeah. I guess when the first one came out, it was looked as a GTA clone. It, it definitely feels a like a GTA clone. Yeah, but with at least with the second one, they're trying to go for okay. Maybe we can take what we know because obviously like maybe Assassin's Creed. Even with like the Assassin's Creed series, they're kind of doing that with like Unity. Yeah, the whole like and Assassin's mechanic. Creed got a, a reboot a soft reboot basically with um the origins right a new gameplay style or whatever i've never played assassin's yeah Creed. it's it like the original assassin's creed was like basic stealth doing cool like tricks and all that and with uh, uh origins was kind of more down to like rpg aesthetics mm. of gameplay all right we've got Riders Republic, a BMX-looking game, but also has a snowboard on the grind rail. I don't have much to say about <laughs> this. It looks nice. Yeah. Although, uh, it was a CG trailer, so I don't know. Yeah, it could... I mean, we'll, we'll talk about, like, it's a Prince of Relay, but yeah, it was a CG trailer. Yeah. Uh, not much to say on that one. Um... Roller Champions, I guess, got a little bit of a news update or trailer today. That game seemed yeah. interesting to me because it's like the roller derby and you like... I, I haven't played the, the beta or anything, but uh, I've heard people say that it's it's pretty fun. And it seems unique. But again, yeah. not all too much to say on that. Right. What I do have a lot to say on, though, is this, this <laughs> massive announcement. Uh... When I saw this, because I saw it when it was happening, mm-hmm. uh, I'll just give my reaction, but what, I'll let you know what it was. Basically, my, all my reaction was was me gasping for air. I was just jaw at the floor, and I did not believe it. Yeah. And I'll give you the honors to announcing what game it was, because you're probably a way bigger fan than I am. Yeah, it's uh, none other than Scott Pilgrim, the game. 
<laughs> now, this game, I love this game. It's amazing. I have it on the PS3. I still have it on my PS3 because I refuse to delete it because it's delisted from the store and has been for years now. But this is a beat-em-up in the style of River City Ransom or River City Girls, what have you, um, featuring Scott Pilgrim and bosses that are the seven evil exes from the comic book and it's just a ton of fun and it's got a really good soundtrack by Anamanaguchi and ah it's so good this one comes with the DLC I've never played the DLC oh because you probably didn't know it was gonna get delisted no I didn't you're probably gonna buy it and then you're like well I guess I'm just stuck with it yeah this has been a long time coming I showed my friend not that long ago this movie he was not interested in it that much because he thought it was like a weird teenager rom-com mm-hmm. and then he started freaking out once the first evil X came through the door yeah. oh he came through the ceiling i should say this this is a good movie and a good game a based on a good movie, movie and a good comic it's an amazing comic great movie and it's probably a really good game i wanted i've been wanting to play this game forever and, and now but, we're finally getting another chance to have it on, on modern systems, too. Because I haven't dragged my PS3 out in years. Yeah, and it kind of uh, sucks that PS3 and PS4 aren't, like, compatible. You can't play those yeah, games yeah. unless you have, like, the PlayStation, like, uh, now. But with PS5, you can kind of play your PS4 games on it, though. Mm-hmm. So that ensures but, Scott yeah. Pilgrim's coming with us to next gen. Yeah. If not not with upgrade, at least it's still playable there. Yeah, and really, what is there to upgrade besides, like, the actual resolution? Yeah. Um, it looks pretty much unchanged, but that's fine because this game is great. Difficult, unless you know where the secret shop is, but <laughs> great nonetheless. Let's just hope that somebody, <clears throat> limited run games, gets the rights <laughs> to do a physical edition because i, I want really, them to. I, I want a switch copy of this game for for my collection oh yeah that's i think it would be perfect in your collection yeah so there is scott pilgrim mm, there's a few other announcements in the ubisoft event but we're not gonna go over those they were just little brief things they didn't show any far cry i don't think um no i just i just had to look at recaps i i, I wasn't there for it live yeah. Um. So, few other news stories this week. There's a rumor going around that Nintendo's told some publishers to prep for 4K, leading to uh, the thought that a new Switch may be coming early next year. Mm-hmm. I, I probably sounds pretty true to me, but I mean, uh, that's another thing to get. Uh, who knows? They also said that Sony was going to do some event yesterday. Because we're recording this on the 10th of September. They're oh, saying, yeah. like, Wednesday was going to be this, like, great thing with PS5. Oh, they're going to announce the price. Oh, but they had that happen. PSVR event this week with no PS5 yeah. information. I don't know why they're doing this. It's almost like they're doing this on purpose. Yeah. I guess it's a build suspense. You I mean, you don't, you don't want it. Because they announced, like, the Xbox Series X during, like, December of last year. Yeah. During the Game Awards video, and now they just dropped the prices. I mean, they barely announced the PS5. Like, I mean, look, look back. how the suspense worked out for Microsoft. Though they said they were forced to reveal the price this week because it was originally going to be next week. Yeah. Um. So there's that. PSVR is getting some cool new stuff, I guess. And there's a PSVR sale. And I guess nice. if you take out the R, you have PSV, which is PS5. Did that one fall flat? <laughs> 
P- no, I don't want Fall Flat, but PS. Like, I just see PSV and I just think of Phantom Pain because they use a V. That's, that's exactly what I thought of, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next year is Sonic's 30th anniversary, and I've heard a rumor that Forces is getting a sequel when when Mania should be the one that's getting a sequel. That, you told me about this, and I just face-palmed when I heard that. Not to any offense. This is just like a forces. rumor not confirmed, but yeah, come on. But Mania is like God-tier Sonic game. Mania is great. It's amazing. It's not just great. It's amazing. It rivals, like, it's the Sonic that rivaled Mario. That's yeah. how good it was. It is a Sonic game of the highest quality. It's just missing Ice Cap Zone. Oh, yeah. Hashtag free Ice Cap Zone. Hashtag the Jetsons, I guess. In other um, Sega news, uh, there's a rumor, of course, going around. That a mm-hmm. new Super Monkey Ball game is in the works. And people are assuming that it'll be shown off in the next partner uh, direct. The partner showcase. Because Sega's announced a game at the end of each of those so far. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5. Puyo mm-hmm. Puyo Tetris 2. So they're saying the next one's going to be Super Monkey Ball. Um, and this is a new one, right? It's not like a remake. I believe that this is going to be a new entry. Okay. So I hope this rumor is true. Because I love that series. Um, let's see what we got here. We have Crash 4 revealed uh, Tana as a playable character with that le- uh, that look of hers that leaked a while back where she has a mohawk now. Um, mm-hmm. Looks pretty cool. I guess you get a demo for pre-ordering the game. Yeah. I mean, it looks, I mean, it looks really good that they're, it just, it's so weird that this is legit like a sequel. It's not like yeah. an alternate company. This is like, it's Activision, right? That owns uh, Crash. Yeah, Activision. Activision's legit making a fourth Crash game, and they're bringing characters from all the original trilogy series back mm-hmm. into this one. Um, I just don't get this whole idea that people are doing now where you get the demo after you pre-order, because I feel like a demo is something you do to... Sell people on it? Sell people on something, yes. Um, Imagine if you only got the demo of a game back in like 2003, but you had to buy the game physically. Yeah. They used to have those PlayStation demo discs. Imagine you have to buy like the full. Like I say like imagine you bought like uh, examples like uh, 007 from uh, like from Russia with love. Yeah, I remember like on Need for Speed Most Wanted, it came with the demo on there. Oh yeah, imagine they you used have to, to buy the other... actual game. Yeah, they used to put demos on other thing like the Battlefront Two demo on the Clone Wars cartoon um, DVD. <laughs> um, was that? I was uh, Xbox, right? It was or for was Xbox. Yeah. Ah. Uh, um all right let's see what we got here uh fitness boxing a exercise game for the switch that i love it's like my sixth most played switch game sixth or eighth um nice just passed a million sales which is really cool i think that's really cool nice. i hope they make a sequel to that with better music um uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully some dlc at least yeah i love some dlc but it's it's been out since january 2019 so i'm not i'm not holding hope for dlc Hmm. um speaking of dlc streets of rage 4 might be getting some actually it's kind of confirmed uh remember the uh third boss i want to say the one that was working with the police yes i believe she will be a playable character okay i mean they tease her a lot in the story yeah i think she's gonna be the one okay all right uh pocky and rocky are getting a sequel or remake it's kind of up in the air but it's something i think that's awesome 
That's pretty cool. That's that was from like the Super Nintendo, right? Yeah. So now it I'm like, are, are they gonna re-release Pocky and Rocky for Switch uh, Online or Switch something? Switch edition, Switch <laughs> yeah. run of it. Limited, main limited runs. You do a one and two physical. Yeah. Now, as of right now, it's up in the air as to whether this is a sequel or a remake or both. But I'm interested, so we'll yeah. try and follow that game. Um, we've got one more game announcement this week. Nintendo Shadow dropped an announcement as they've been doing lately for Hyrule Warriors uh, Age of Calamity, a new mm-hmm. Warriors-style game uh, taking place 100 years before Breath of the Wild, and I am here for it. Um, I love the first Hyrule Warriors. Dynasty Warriors is one of those guilty pleasure, like, fun games where you just go around defeating a thousand enemies at once and... This one you can play as, like, Mifa or, like, Rivali or probably Zelda. And I'm like, I'm so ready for that. I- I'm going to like this. This came, out, this came out on the Wii U, right? No, the the first one came out on the Wii U. Okay. And it got ported to the Switch. Oh, so this is, like, a completely new this one. Is, this is brand new. Oh, I thought this was just uh, the Wii U version. No, no, the Wii U version came out for the Switch in... Uh, of, Oh, like over like almost two years ago maybe two years ago or oh, more okay. yeah this, this is just a re-release no this is this is a full-on breath of the wild prequel story that is canon i guess so okay and the cool thing about that is it takes the cool art style and characters from breath of the wild and puts them in a game that i want to play okay with hopefully no obtuse puzzles uh because hopefully. warrior series is usually not about puzzles Okay. Um, cool thing about this is when it got announced, the sales of the original Hyrule Warriors on the Switch boosted by over fifteen hundred percent on Amazon. So I guess people oh, are, man. yeah, people are get, getting getting hype. Uh, that's that's good. That's great news. Yeah. All right. So let's let's move on to this week's Nintendo Direct rumor. It's for a Switch game called Wario Zone: The Golden World. And it says, Spoiled Rotten, Cractus, Cuckoo Condor, Aerodent, Catbat. Five of Wario's fiercest foes are working together to restore the true evil that is the Golden Diva. In this upcoming first-person shooter and sequel to 2001's frightening Game Boy Advance title, Wario must once again defeat these fearsome monstrosities, re-experience the nightmarish world of Wario's fourth adventure in a new way as he and his team of lovable allies take on the challenges of the Golden Zone. Blast away at countless enemies with Wario's arsenal, engage in wild car chases with Dribble and Spitz, stealthily sneak by enemies with Mona, even play the classic original on 9 volts Game Boy Advance. Change the course of time once again. So the game is said to feature a full multiplayer suite with more maps to come as free DLC. Just because greed is king in Wario Zone doesn't mean you can't have some free LC. <laughs> I'm so hyped for this. I love Wario Land 4. It's the scariest game ever, but it's so good. I mean, you know, we got this from an anonymous source, but I mean, with all this going around with Nintendo and all this, I th- it's... It- you know, I think it's going to happen. Yeah, they'll probably announce it on their Twitter at 6 a.m., like, two weeks before it comes out. Yeah. Um, but you remember when Wario Zone The Golden World, Wario-based first-person shooter, arrives, you heard it on Markers on the Map first. We we broke <laughs> the news. 
sequel to Wario Land 4, greatest game in the series. <laughs> Bring back Wario Land. I mean, Wario Land was. I mean, that VR one looks cool. I want that one, like, on the Switch. Oh, yeah. A VR oh, one? Awesome. Uh, the VR, I mean, you could make it VR, and they could make an actual, just like. Like, just all colored, like, platforming one, too. Yeah. That would I mean, be cool. this. This this the sky's the limit with Wario Land. Really, it's nuts. All right, so we've been playing uh, more Avengers and Need for Speed Heat. So we're just gonna rattle off a few updates. I beat the story on yeah. Avengers. Um, really liked it. Really enjoyed it. I really like the gameplay. The multiplayer. I'm gonna have to do half an episode on the things i like the things i don't like what what works mm-hmm. with it what doesn't i'm i'm still kind of working my way into the multiplayer i also played mm-hmm. tony hawk's pro skater one plus two this week it's very difficult for me because i only played it like once as a kid but i mean i like it so far um okay you got any quick updates for heat uh only real quick updates for heat like since, since the last time i already beat the story the only thing i really did were like the side quest stories which were the drifting off-roading and driving school okay um my main complaint about this now is uh i do not like the drifting at all in heat okay uh the drifting is much better in the 2015 one because i remember it not being one, bad yeah with that one with some cars, examples like the M3, the BMW, which I usually run with, uh, I can drift in the 2015 one like it was nothing. It was like flawless, good mechanic. Mm-hmm. But with this one, I can't even drift in the M3 like at all. It's either I have to make it a race car or it has to be a drift car. Mm-hmm. And with my, even with like my drift car that's made for drifting, it, I just the, I don't know what it is with the handling and the brakes. It just doesn't work like the 2015 one. Yeah, I was hearing that something was a little off about the drifting in uh, Heat. But I I also have seen a lot more positive reaction to the game overall than something overall, like yeah. Payback. It's it's something you just have to get used to, but I just wish it was like 2015 drifting because that one just worked so well. Yeah, you let me try it on SharePlay, and I really appreciate how yeah. like crisp the open world in it looks. Like It's very vibrant, and I like playing in the daytime because I just like driving a, the, like a luxury car in, in the daytime in the Miami-esque yeah. um, area. And then you you really appreciate how easy it was to switch from day to night mode. Oh yeah, I, like I did. One hit of a button, and then you're already in night mode. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in for quick things, which is not what the Avengers game does. So, <laughs> um, all right. Well, so let's talk about some classic games this week because part of Markers on the Map is not just looking at what's new and current; it's taking a look back at stuff that we love. So we're gonna start with mm-hmm. you this week. Tell us about. Sands of Time. <laughs> okay, so since the whole Ubisoft announced the remake, um, what we're going with, and you were discussing, you were talking about how the graphics may look, and I disclosed that there it's it's alpha footage, mm-hmm. it's not the final version. Um, I just hope, and you're saying the game. I hope the gameplay is fun, which it is. Yeah, I take your word for that. Um. Uh, I believe they're having a sale on this on this whole even in the the whole series of Prince of Persia. I believe they're having a sale. I think you can buy like the original Sands of Time for like two dollars. Is it on Steam? The Steam sale for Prince of Persia? I, maybe. Okay. It might be through Ubisoft, but you. Oh, I yeah. think Steam and Ubisoft have like a partnership where I think you can get like the prices the same. Yeah. But 
Um, I've played this game so many times. Uh, I know the ins and out of it. I've beaten it so many times. Uh, I know what I would want from the remake, and I would know what I would hope to keep the same in the remake. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the original one back in like two thousand and like I think it's four, I believe it came out for the PS two. Okay, give or take. Um, the gameplay was always great. Uh, the only thing I wish they changed about the gameplay. It's just the animation. That's all it was. It was just make it a little bit more smoother when he does a roll, a little bit more smoother when he does a, a run, maybe a fall, a little bit differences here and there. Like sometimes when you fall, it would kind of be like, I don't know, a little weird because he would fall, but he'll it'll look like a solid brick just falling. Like he'll hit like some like weird like corner of a bridge or something. And it would look like if it was a brick hitting it. Oh. It didn't look like fluid at all. But that's just. I guess the limitation of the of the times is like back in two thousand. You can't expect them to be like oh, fluid yeah. and how it is now. I don't think anyone back then was expecting our our current like something to look like Assassin's Creed back in two thousand four. I think that would have just blown. I think that would have been too much for people to handle. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, like I I'm I'm really emphasizing if you've played like Uncharted. And you like that, like, parkour, puzzle-solving, finding enemies in, like, certain sections, and then, like, going throughout the map and exploring. This is a game that's up your alley. It is a great game. Yeah, so when you say it's kind of like Uncharted, I'm like, an Uncharted with melee combat sounds really good to me. Yeah. I've never played Prince of Persia. I've never played any of them except maybe the first on, like, an old, like, mobile phone. Um, Yeah. But something like that just sounds great. And honestly, the combat is not this like crazy like for honor like style of combat where you have to be really like detailed with it. Yeah, who who cares if it's not like for honor? If I want, no. I, I want, I, I'm looking for that arcadey type combat. Yeah, it, the combat is great because it's like you can do it, but it's not where you could just look away and be enemies no you have to actually pay attention yeah because even if you're dodging and all this the enemies can still get the one up on you because they can like teleport around they can multiple them can come at you and all that it's really good because like i said it's simple to use and simple to understand but it's not like oh i'm just gonna sit down and just hit square and then not do anything about it i'm just gonna win no matter what Mm. you actually have to do pay attention to what they're doing um the story's really good. I like the story. The trailer and the, the what they released today kind of did spoil the ending, if you know how the game goes. But, I mean, it's a game back from, like, 2000. I don't think spoilers should be, like, something they should worry about. It's yeah. for the people who've played this game and really, like, know it and they love this game. That's what they're really marketing towards. So, this is the first of the trilogy, right? Or is it? Yes. Okay. It, yeah, it, it was the first of the... Originally was a trilogy. It was Sands of Time warrior within and then it was uh two thrones okay but then back in like 2010 9 when the movie came out on the same name um they made another one called forgotten sands and that one takes place i believe after sands between before warrior within oh okay and i like that one a lot um when this rumor came out that the new it said new prince of persia game I was thinking either it's a complete new one or it's a remake of Sands of Time. Mm-hmm. And I'm very happy that I was right because I said it most likely Sands of Time because that's the one that... I mean, without Sands of Time, we wouldn't have Assassin's Creed. It, it would not exist. It's kind of like, because, a, like an inspiration. 
Yeah, no, it was directly because they uh the one of the directors at Sands Time made a game called Prince of Persia Assassin. Ah. And they're saying, well, it's not really Prince of Persia, but you have a good idea there, buddy. So you know they're doing. Next thing you know, here comes Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I feel like with Assassin's Creed, Prince of Persia kind of just faded into obscurity almost because we have no current gen uh, Prince of Persia game aside from that uh, VR one. Correct. Actually, that I think that VR one was announced, but there's not really a lot about it. This has way more information than the VR one. Yeah, and then he had that crossover in For Honor, if I'm correct. That was pretty cool. I was uh, was a tidbit like, oh, I, I wish it was a new game, but you know, there's still some like Prince of Persia love out there. Yeah, like I, at least they're acknowledging that they own this character. I'm thinking not own it, but they have the rights to him. Maybe the interest level in the Sands of Time remake might help you know make a new entry in the series or something uh i would i don't know if i want to see another inch like part in the sand like quadrilogy technically because it's four of them but because technically with two thrones it ends there there's not really anything to go anymore i don't know you can't really make a game in between war within and two thrones because war within ends and then two thrones begins there's no like in between state you can do anything there yeah um the other thing is that it might not if they ever made a new prince of persia it might Mm -hmm. not end up being what like fans of the series want because ubisoft doesn't necessarily do games like sands of time anymore ubisoft does mostly open world games if you've seen their philosophy on how games work they are all in on live services um yeah is is the immortals game a switch exclusive uh i don't know actually that's a good question because i feel like ubisoft could pull some kind of like standard feeling game that's not a live service out if they did it on the switch yeah but like you kind of do want a a prince of persia on next gen but i don't think what people want is that open world live service thing unless it's you know fairly unintrusive I mean, they've done a lot with the series. Uh, I think the one that does make them, I guess, the most, like, best reviews is, like, that Sands of Time, like, style, where it's just, like, puzzle-solving, combat, uh, doing parkour, doing these cool things. Not really, like, I guess, like, like Unity, I guess, where it is kind of free-roaming. That's kind of, like, Assassin's Creed thing. Yeah. Um, Because they did a remake in, like, 2008. And that one, I, I I could see the potential, and I could see why they're trying to go with it, but it just didn't feel like Prince of Persia. Oh, the reboot, like, yeah, the reboot they're they're making of it. Like, I really it like the nice art style idea. Yeah, it's a nice idea, and it's a nice thing to go for. But I don't know, it just didn't feel like Prince of Persia to mm-hmm. me, at least. Kind of want something but, that goes back to the roots. Like you yeah, want a re-release yeah. of the original for sure. Oh, if they could remake every single of the, of the Forgotten Sands, War Within, and Two Thrones, I'll, that's that's it for me. I'm happy with that. But I would like to see at least something original, something new. Yeah, and they they had that uh, uh trilogy on the on the PS3, if I'm correct. Yeah. Kind of wish they ported that over to PS4, like they did with Devil May Cry. I mean, I have the originals on PS2, so I, I'm fine with what I have. Uh, it wasn't really like they weren't remakes; they're were just like HD rehances of it. But with this with this one, as long as they keep the story's fine, 
uh, maybe adding a little bit here and there, taking away. Add, I mean, there was content, uh, like stuff in the game, like content in the game that they wanted to add, but they had to like take it out because of timing and maybe because of like the restriction of the of the year. Maybe they can add it into this one, like how they did with like destroy humans. They added like uh, things from yeah. the original. Yeah, it's a it's wanted. a it's an ongoing trend where your remaster or remake gets some kind of cut content thrown back in, like a SpongeBob's yeah. multiplayer. Yeah, and that's and that's fine as long as it makes sense and it goes with the era. Because yeah. I know some people didn't like the MP in SpongeBob. It was just like, yeah, yeah this would have been cool back in the day, but it doesn't make sense now. Think of it as a fun little bonus feature. Yeah, but uh, keep the story the same. Keep the gameplay the same. The gameplay is fine as is. As long you know, you can't really downgrade it as long as they enhance it. It should be fine. Uh, things like I said, they wish. Which I'm pretty sure with this remake they are going to make better. It's just the animation. Like I said, yeah. sometimes when you fell, you look like just a brick falling to the ground. Mm-hmm. Animation wasn't as fluent. So with this, I mean, even just looking at the alpha footage, I'm already excited. I don't care how, even with alpha footage, I would buy it as is. No problem. It looks fine. Yeah, the way you hype it up when we talk about it, it makes me more interested because like you're you're very passionate about this game for as long as I've known you. So... I'm thinking it's about time to give this a shot. I mean, there's only one other game that can probably top this remake of another PS2 classic. Which one? And and that you know which one it is. I always talk about it. It's it's escaping me. It's, it, come on, back in the day, it had Eddie Murphy in it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and and the the odds of that one happening are very very low. <laughs> I mean, they're low, but there is another Haunted Mansion movie coming out. And that Haunted Mansion PS2 game is one of my favorite games of all time. It's up there. It's up there with Prince of Persia. I know we've already got one on the uh, agenda for a licensed games episode we're planning on doing in the future. But, yeah, that game's amazing. But with Prince of Persia, it's a solid game. Not only story characters but also gameplay is obviously the most important thing yeah um the whole sand mechanic is actually really interesting like you think oh i can just reverse every time i make a mistake yes you can but surprisingly you'll make a lot of mistakes along the way so you really do want to like not just like mess around like oh i i can just revert time because ta- the sand is like very spread out you don't have a lot of sand to kind of waste around yeah all right so as for me this week, I finished a game recently, um, and even though I finished it, this is a really old game, so mm-hmm. it's keeping with our theme. This one's actually 23 years old. It's a Oh, this one's really yeah, old. This one's way older. It is an obscure, obtuse little curiosity that's been stuck in Japan's PS1 archives for 23 years, and it is called Moon. Um, Mm -hmm. This game was released for the Switch and translated recently, um, giving more people a chance to kind of quote-unquote experience the love. Um, So this is a game that's made by people who worked on Super Mario RPG Mm -hmm. and Chrono Trigger and people who would go on to make things like or like write some of the scenarios for for Paper Mario or the Nintendo franchise Chibi Robo. So they've kind of got this whole wholesome uh thing going on. Okay. Uh so this is a hard game to recommend. 
<laughs> you told me about this. Yeah. And I said, like, I mean, and this is my response after you told me, you'll explain it, but I said, it sounds, this game sounds like a fever dream. That's exactly the way I described it when I first played it, actually. Um, <laughs> and it, it, it's a lot like a game. It's a lot like a little game I'm going to talk about next month called Deadly Premonition 2. And I'll kind of bring uh-huh. it back up when we talk about that uh, to to kind of make those parallels. But the thing about Moon is that it's called an anti-RPG. And I guess this game was one of the biggest inspirations for that uh, Undertale game. I haven't played it, but we've all heard okay. of it, the one with Sans. People love, yeah. people love Undertale. Um, this was the game, basically, that inspired that. You okay. start off playing in a generic... Let's get it out of the way. This game has a really charming, quirky sense of humor. Um, so you start by playing a fake RPG called Moon. And you know how RPGs give you a lot of expository text in the beginning? Um, this this game was doing it. And at one point I was like, why is it going so fast? Usually games that have a ton of text on the screen just leave it up for like minutes at a time. But you you soon understand that it's part of a joke because a giant wall of text pops up on the screen and it stays there for like five seconds. So you are playing as the hero, which is just your name in capital letters. So for me, it was Daniel in capital letters. And he goes around killing monsters and leveling up, getting his skills ready to fight a dragon. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden you hear... A mother's voice telling uh, a boy to get off of his game and you're like nah 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 i'm about to beat the dragon so what the boy (laughs) does is he jumps into the game and now you're playing as yourself as an invisible boy that wears like a nice hat and 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 some clothes that just walks around doing invisible stuff um which is daniel with lowercase (laughs) and the funny the, the funny conceit behind this is that In this world where you're playing as the Invisible Boy, the hero is the bad guy. He is going around killing all of the monsters that inhabit the land. The cute little monsters like the slime. I remember this now. I do remember this part of the story. He he kills all the monsters. And what you have to do as the boy is protect the world from this hero who's actually a, a complete monster and save save everybody with love so you've got these weird things scenarios where you have to go around and collect the souls of the monsters so that you can restore them because the hero is going around destroying everything so like you know in an rpg when you can go into someone's house you could just go into someone's house yeah in in this when you're the boy and you go into someone's house they kind of make fun of it like what are you doing here why are you in my (laughs) house so this is, you, you don't level up stats or anything. There's no combat. Um, you're just you're just leveling up your love. You're doing odd jobs for people. It's so, it's so obtuse, though. You've got, you've got items that they don't tell you what they're supposed to do. You've just got to show random things to random people and hope something clicks. Some of the puzzles for catching the souls are nuts because... One, you need to enter a cave from the right side, and there's a guitarist in the cave. Oh, and this might be light spoilers for some of the solutions to the puzzles, but it's okay. We're talking about Moon. Um, Mm -hmm. You would go in through the right side of the cave, and there's a guitarist. 
who plays guitar during the day because this game moves on a clock cycle. You go day and okay. night. Um, I'll talk about that in a second. But he plays guitar in the day, and you would have to listen to him play the guitar and mess up his guitar solo. But if he gets through the guitar solo, which might happen during that half of the day that he's playing, um, if he gets through all seven notes, one of the souls of the monsters will appear. And literally, that's the only way to get that soul. Another Dang. another one has you waiting for a three-second period in the afternoon where a firework launches out of a of a of an area and in that three seconds you need to get launched back into that area by the firework to get an item that is required to beat the game oh man and afterwards i had to do it again because if you wait for that three second period a monster soul will appear (laughs) <laughs> and I, I didn't even get all the monster souls before I beat it. And I will admit I used the guide because it is way too obtuse for something I just wanted to experience. Like it is, I don't know how they, I it must have taken the people that played this originally a hundred hours to figure everything out. Um, this game just sounds like, it sounds like the worst, but the best thing at the same time. Yeah, it's. It's kind of like that. It's got such a weird, quirky art style where you have your 32-bit sprites for the the characters, but the backgrounds are pre-rendered, but the monsters Mm -hmm. are made out of claymation. So it's this weird, yes, fever dreamish, (laughs) nightmarish. Honestly, it's bonkers. I would describe it as bonkers. It's crazy. Um, But it's also very charming. And I won't spoil the ending on the podcast, but it's got a absolute doozy of an ending. Oh, boy. Um, what I will say, though, is that it runs... And the, the first thing that happens with this game being released in you know North America for the first time is this is a really old and archaic-feeling game. You, you don't run. Yeah. Everything moves very slowly. So I found it funny that on the first day of the game coming out, um, a manual for playing the game was tweeted by the uh, the uh, team that brought it over about a week before it came out. And uh-huh. the manual explains how the mechanics in the game work. So I found it funny that people who didn't take the advice of the developers and read the manual before going into this game found themselves dying out of nowhere and that's because in this game if you're you 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 die when your time is up and you've got this little marker at the top by the clock that tells you when your time is up you'll start slouching and going really slow and then you'll just die um and you'll have to do everything over before you slept oh boy. yeah so the only way to prevent yourself from dying is to make sure you go to sleep before your time is up and the only way to get more time is to get more love by helping people out like like a guard who pretend a guard named fred who pretends to be freddie mercury in the king's throne room at night will give you like (laughs) six or eight love i forgot how much it is and you'll just level up and every time you level up you you get more time to explore the world this game just sounds like I don't just sounds not weird like in a bad way, but it, it sounds weird but like in a cool like freaky like mystery way. Yeah, it's it's soup it's it's definitely the oddest game I've ever played. 
Um, one thing I'll say is that the soundtrack is top tier, and I believe it's okay. all on YouTube. I recommend anyone listening to this go give the soundtrack a listen. If not, if you don't want to play the game, but this is this is a hard game to recommend because it tests my patience. It if you're not going to use a guide, it's gonna it's gonna seem very obtuse because it is obtuse, and you know. There's a there's a puzzle where you've got to eat mushrooms in a certain order. And then you've got to go find a certain thing in the world and touch all of them. Then you've got to go eat those mushrooms in a certain order. And you need this because it unlocks a fishing spot where you can fish out a PlayStation and a fridge. And without telling you what you need those for, I would say you need a PlayStation and you need a fridge for something. It's things like that. Okay. It's... It's hard to recommend, but I am so glad that I got to give it a try. I guess it's hard to recommend for people who aren't RPG fans, but if you probably are an RPG fan, you probably would recommend it, wouldn't you? Well, I would recommend it if you're looking for something that makes fun of RPGs. Like, if you've played a lot of RPGs and you want something that just makes fun of it in general, then yeah, definitely. But you've also got to think back to the older rpgs where th- where the answers weren't quite always right in front of your face and that's hard for someone to do when they've played a lot of modern day things okay um i mean it's 23 year old game so it yeah is a, maybe it, stuck in the times yeah and it is finally free of being stuck in in japan it's it's out for for the world to kind of enjoy but the ending is absolutely not what you're expecting and there's actually a couple of endings and i triggered the the wrong one so i had to watch the right one on youtube but it is it is something else so moon it's a i think it's like 19 it's got a weird price i think it's like 18.99 on the e-shop very charming frustrating little piece of archival art i would say all right does that sound like about enough for this week i mean i might have to go check out moon right now yeah i mean i i wish i wish we had share play on the switch because at least you might want to like try it or something but it, yeah. it's i i would not recommend playing it without a guide unless you've got your your unless you've got time a lot of time to think oh, yeah. to puzzle things over um what about uh prince of persia would you try it out yeah i think i think i'm getting it when it comes out would you try the original before the remake or are you just gonna solely do the like remake? the original sands of time yeah if i have access to it definitely okay um so it's funny i thought there wasn't gonna be a lot to talk about this week on monday night and then the xbox thing got leaked and all this news started happening so it it goes to show you that (laughs) thursday is a great day to record (laughs) all right we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up we hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you so much for listening and it's like we always say at the end of the day the real atv off-road fury was the friends we made along the way so we'll see you next time bye